Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Sick Podcast with me, your hostess, Kelly Singh. We have a few headlines to get through today, mostly revolving around the new head coach position for the Cardinals. Who's it going to be? I've got a special guest today, so let's get into it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh. The sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick, sick. Hello. If you've been following along since the end of the regular season, you know I've gotten in the habit of having a little bit of a coffee chat, spilling some tea, and I've been dying to bring on one of our very favorite guests, Arizona Cardinals beat reporter, Sports Illustrated writer for the Cardinals, Donnie Druin. Donnie! How are you? I'm great. How are you? Because you've been ill. Yeah, I was going to say very fitting for me to hop on the sick podcast when I'm, I'm getting over it myself. So uh, like I said, I, I'm, I was about 85% yesterday. I think I'm about 87% there. So I'm trying to get over that last nasally bump that, that comes with it. I love that I'm like poking at you each day. I'm like, how are you doing? How are you doing? Oh, How's fine. that voice? No. Well, like I said, any any opportunity I get to come on here, I'll absolutely do it. Stop. Okay. I'm very excited because I will have the opportunity probably to spend some time with you on your home turf there at State Farm Stadium if we can manage to find each other during the chaos of the Super Bowl. But I'm super stoked um, because to me that feels like, oh my gosh, I get to learn from Donnie today. No, I'm super excited. If you get the opportunity to go to the uh, the Fan Fest, and it'll be held in downtown Phoenix at the at the convention center, uh, either that or the uh, the arena for the Suns. Either or, uh, the last time the Super Bowl was here, it was an extremely fun time. So I definitely plan on going back. Yes, everybody, get your Fan Fest tickets. You don't have to be media for that, and have a blast. Okay, this is going to be a very easy show. What I've been doing is grabbing like whatever's the most recent article talking about it 
And then also anything else that grabs my eye. We've been talking last week. It was about rumors about Hopkins being traded and um, people stepping down and who's going to be the head coach and who's going to be the GM and who's interviewing. And it's kind of the same this week. There's nothing super juicy, I don't think, unless you have like a bombshell to drop for us. But it's mostly... I'm noticing just more speculation around GM, more speculation around um, head coach, and also a little smattering of pre-draft talk for the Cardinals. So the first thing I want to talk about, this was kind of a big deal last week. There were a ton, a ton, a ton of articles about the Bears, Ian Cunningham interviewing for the GM position coming from the executive team of the Bears seems like it could have been a great fit for us, yet he turned down that position. You wrote this article, DD. What is the T there? Yeah, so very, uh, very interesting. Assistant manager, um, Chicago Bears assistant general manager, Ian Cunningham, um, interviewed with the Cardinals. I believe he was the first prospect they reached out to. And um, he's a very well-respected individual within the NFL. He spent a lot of time with the Baltimore Ravens, a, a very, very respected franchise, very analytical front office, and then uh, got recently promoted to assistant GM of the Chicago Bears. The Athletic actually put him on a uh, top 40 under 40 list. So, I mean, he's a very notable person within the league. Uh, everybody from Eric DaCosta to uh, Ryan Poles have had very generous things to say about him. Him. So whenever the prospect of him coming to Arizona first appeared, you know, everybody was kind of game for it. Um, so it, it seems as if I believe Tom Pellicer was the one who reported it, that the Cardinals did offer him the GM job first and he reportedly declined it. And that's how Monty Austin for it kind of played into the picture. Also interesting is that he interviewed with the Tennessee Titans, not once, but twice. He went through multiple interviews before being denied that job. So, um, you know, I'm sure he'll get a job within the next feature. He seems to have a very, very bright feature as a GM, certainly. So he turned us down, probably because he wanted to pursue the Titans, and then the Titans turned him down. Possibly, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not super sure. Um, it, when you're a guy like that, you kind of take all the interviews you can, because worst case scenario, it's just experience for the job that you eventually do want to open up. Um, and I think he might not have felt if it was a, a, a super great fit after the interview, because when you look at the Arizona Cardinals, you have about around 37 free agents hitting the offseason. You have the number three overall pick. You have your franchise quarterback rehabbing from an ACL tear to happen later in the year. So there, there's a, a lot of. Um, you know, a lot of good, a lot of bad that can come with taking this job. And it's a very pivotal offseason for the Cardinals. I mean, it, this this offseason can kind of change the direction of the franchise one way or another. So that's a lot to shoulder for a brand new general manager, somebody who has never been in this position before. So maybe Cunningham thought that it wasn't perhaps the right opportunity for him after interview with Michael Bidwell. Great point. Great point. Here I am just trying to look for some gossip. There really isn't any there. You're right. It is, it is a smart move to take as many of those interviews as you can. I almost feel like, though, taking the job at the Cardinals could be just one of those ride-the-wave kind of things. But then again, mm -hmm. it could go horribly bad, and that could be the end of your career as a GM. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, 100%. And you kind of see that the same with coaching interviews as well. A lot of people are hesitant to take on – 
first-time head coaching opportunities. Now, granted, there's only 32 of those openings. So most of the time, if you get that opportunity, you're going to take it. But you do have to be smart about like where you go and who you align yourself with because that, that first job is going to mean everything. Look at Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph took his first head coaching gig in Denver, did terrible, and now all of a sudden he's one of the front runners for the Cardinals head coaching job, and everybody does not want him to get it because of how things went in Denver. And so I think you can apply that same logic to being a general manager. So that's a great transition. We wouldn't want him because of how terribly it went. But at the same time, maybe we do want him because of how terribly it went. Both he may want it because it's, wow, another team I could coach and have another opportunity where almost the Cardinals could be thinking how much worse can it be um, and probably not have to get into any kind of lengthy contract either. Um, it could be a win-win when I look at it that way, when I put on my executive pants, not that I've ever been an executive in the NFL, but when I think about corporate strategy, at least. I don't know. I don't know. There are other interviews this week. The 49ers, Demeco Ryans, uh, you row is expected to interview as well as the Lions defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn. Now, both of those teams shout winning. So is this a case of we're interviewing because we're interviewing or is this a case of we are actually interested? I think it's a little bit of both. And um, team owner Michael Bidwell said that they were going to cast a net out far and wide was the term he used for both the general manager and the head coaching opportunities. And he's certainly done that so far. I believe Aaron Glenn was a potential candidate number seven for the head coaching job. And I, I'll touch on D'Amico here in a little bit. But yeah. um, for the if, if you look at the Lions defense last year, um, they definitely turned it around in the second half of the, the regular season. I mean, they almost played themselves into a playoff spot there in, in the final week of the regular season. But um, you look at the Lions, I think they were dead last in total yards allowed per game. They were tied for third to last in points allowed per game. So as a defensive coordinator, that doesn't exactly scream, hey, you should hire me as a head coach. But a lot of people look at the other qualities uh, that he brings, you know, that, that sense of leadership, that sense of coaching under a guy like Dan Campbell. Um, you know, the, all of those things kind of start to add up a little bit. So I, I think um, I don't think he's a very, very serious candidate to get the job. But I think Michael Bidwell and what's interesting is uh, Monty Austin Fort, whenever we spoke with him a couple of days ago, said that the Cardinals would not leave any stone unturned. And, and it kind of seems like that's exactly what they're doing. So it doesn't hurt to get a guy like him in the building, maybe get some thoughts or feedback, you know, maybe see if he's potentially the right guy. Um, who a lot of people think is the right guy is 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans. And you, you see what he's done with that 49ers defense there. They've won 10 games in a row. I mean, it, it's just absolutely insane of how well they're playing. Um, you know, his his success and his experience in the 49ers organization um, has made him a top candidate. He's got four interviews this week, including the Cardinals. He has four head coaching interviews this week before the 49ers play a playoff game. So his schedule is stacked you know, from, you know, night and day. So it's absolutely crazy. But um, he was considered one of the top head coaching candidates. I like that. I like the odds of that too, because being on the same side of the country, not that that always comes into play, but I do think that people in these positions do consider that. Players certainly consider that too. Nobody necessarily wants to move 
from the sun to the snow or from the right. east to the west or either. So maybe that could play into it. We're a nice state, D'Amico, a nice, sunny, beautiful state. <laughs> Come visit. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> oh, for sure. You also have to think, too, um, with a successful organization like the 49ers, I mean, you're you're bound to get – interest from other teams and it's not like you know the cardinals are the only team that that's doing it right um Rand carthen is one of the 49ers executives who just got hired as the titans general manager over ian cunningham who you know we just previously talked about but i mean the, the cardinals tried and they they requested a permission to interview not one but two 49ers executives for their open gm job so i think when you factor that when you factor in D'Amico ryan's and obviously the the kyle shanahan coaching tree is going to expand greatly here in the next few years um you, you look at an organization like that and i think that's something the cardinals want to emulate down the road okay i really want to talk about this this has been a name we have been speaking out loud for probably the last month every episode sean payton constantly looped in lumped in looped in lumped in with the cardinals same thing <laughs> kind of we'll go with it and I am hearing, reading from you that it is now unlikely that Sean Payton would head to the Cardinals. I want you to humor me here for one second. Last week, I think it was last week, I asked a question just in general to the listeners. Would it be a thing if uh, Hopkins could be traded for Sean Payton? Could that be is that a possibility of a package? Did I just make that up? I mean, I know he's unlikely, but could that have ever been a thing? That could have been a thing. Um, he definitely could have been used in a trade to get Sean Payton. Also, a lot of people thought if he wasn't directly involved in a trade to the New Orleans Saints, whatever trade compensation the Cardinals would have gotten back for DeAndre Hopkins might have been able to been used um, in, in a trade for Sean Payton. But I mean, you're asking for tea. I'll give you tea right now. I've heard yeah. – um, yeah. <laughs> Here. A, a, a toast to the tea we're about to hear. Um, I've been told that Vance Joseph has been the leader in the clubhouse for a few weeks now, basically ever since Kingsbury got fired. Um, the problem, not the problem, the, the thing behind that is Michael Bidwell does not want to eat Cliff Kingsbury's contract, which he was reported to earn around $5.5 million per year. Um, if you times that by the next five years of what he was supposed to be paid out, it's $27.5 million, right? Um, so you take... That $27.5 million, you're supposed to pay Cliff over five years and measure that up to Sean Payton's reported $20 million a year for one season. Definitely starts to add up a little bit over time. So the, the Sean Payton thing kind of out of the picture just in terms of finances, at yeah. least, you know. Um, but where that also factors in is the hiring of general manager Monty Austin for it because Vance Joseph was kind of the leader in the clubhouse until Austin for it got the job. And I, I, I was told that a lot of people around the league were surprised at Austin Ford's hire. Uh, maybe they expected Cunningham to get the job. Maybe they expected somebody else mm -hmm. to get the job. But where that kind of throws a wrinkle in is that Austin Ford has previous experience in New England with Brian Flores, one of the uh, initial coaches that the Cardinals requested to interview. At this time, we don't know if Brian Flores has interviewed. We don't know if he is going to interview. Yeah. But we at least know that the request is in uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, he's currently their inside linebackers coach. So a lot of people are kind of connecting the dots there. Um, so Vance Joseph and Brian Flores are definitely the top two candidates right now. When you kind of shift the focus over to Sean Payton, where Austin Fort kind of ties all of this together, 
Sean Payton reportedly wants a lot of control within the organization, right? So like the, the, the preferred route he would have liked with Arizona is they hire him on as the head coach, and then he helps kind of corral the GM search. Um, that's not something Michael Bidwell wanted to do. He was very adamant from the beginning. He wanted the GM before he went and got a head coach. And now, uh, apparently, I haven't heard this, but what the streets of Twitter were saying is um, Sean Payton was not exactly a fan of them going out and getting a general manager. So that may have pushed them away. It's a lot. It's a lot with the salary. It's a lot with the first round draft pick compensation you would have had to deal in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot to give Payton organizational control when you already have a GM. So a, a lot of things have kind of at least for right now, put Sean Payton to Arizona on the back burner. I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Arizona has always given that organizational control to a GM. I don't feel like it's a franchise that's been very coach-oriented as far as leading that organization. Am I wrong in that? I don't know. No, I mean, because well, Steve kind has been at the helm since 2013, so it's kind of been his way or the highway um, and the, the thinking behind Kime being here or not being here was if you're going to fire Cliff Kingsbury, are you going to let Steve Kime hire his fourth head coach in 10 years? You know, what, like, right. what's that say about about the GM? Um, so mm-hmm. I think the Cardinals were just looking for a fresh perspective, both at the GM and head, head coaching position. Great point. Super great point. Um, so that kind of puts to bed that whole thing about Sean Payton. It really is a money issue. I don't know that I thought about that, but I actually like the idea of Vance Joseph coming in. I think that that could be a good move. Um, but that's just me. I always, I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of like that. And then you actually might be the on. only one. I, I think you might be the only person who actually wants Vance Joseph to, to be with the Cardinals because a, a lot of fans do not want him here. And I get it because. I mean, you, the, the previous track record with Denver doesn't exactly scream successful. Um, you know, you, you want a, another perspective from outside the organization to hopefully come and change the culture. Um, a lot of people will point to the players loving to play for Vance Joseph, but I feel like if you go into any locker room, every coach is going yeah. to have players that, you know, love to play for them. And, you know, this, this, and that. Okay. I am going to be kind of mean for a second. Cliff Kingsbury, I watched, I just watched the last um, Hard Knocks episode. <laughs> it further drove home my whole drinking game point that we all will have alcohol poisoning if we take a shot every time he says go. To me, that does not speak to um, motivation, enthusiasm, <laughs> respect. I want to hear something other than go, 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 get out there and go. So I hope that just bringing in somebody new might in general just light a fire and be like, okay, maybe we're going to actually have some meaningful direction. Although I'm sure it's edited. I know it's edited. I've been on reality television before, but still, <laughs> it just became comical. I'm yeah, sure. no, and it, it felt like the same message kind of being driven to the ground every week and when your team goes four and 13, at some point, something has to change, whether it be the coach or, you know, the message being relayed. And as it turned <laughs> out, it, it was both. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Last thing I want to touch on today, uh, going into the draft, I'm starting to research my draft picks, hopeful to go to the draft again this year. It's so much fun. Um, and, I saw that you had written that through two rounds of mock drafts that the Cardinals were building up their 
defense. So going into the draft, that could be a sign. That's what they're looking to do. At the same time, there are free agents available. And one of those would be, um, I'm going to slaughter it, but Draymond Jones or Draymond Jones. Draymond. Draymond Jones. Free agent out there in the defense, ready to go. Doesn't have to be drafted. Um, tell us a bit about the benefits of drafting versus free agency, perhaps in this case. Yeah. So the, where the Cardinals find themselves at right now, the number three pick, um, there's, uh, at Alabama quarterback Bryce Young is expected to go either number one or number two overall, um, at the number two pick with Houston, if Chicago does not trade out, um, you know, th- there might be another quarterback there as well. So the Cardinals are kind of um, in a really good position just in terms of wanting to add top end defensive talent because there's two guys everybody absolutely loves coming out this year. You have Georgia defensive lineman Jalen Carter, who is an absolute monster in the interior. And then you have Alabama edge rusher Will Anderson, who can get after the quarterback and was one of the college football's best defensive players the last couple of seasons. And I feel like you really can't go right or wrong with either of those two guys. And it kind of seems right now things could change, um, but the Cardinals might have their pick at either or, or um, which is a very exciting prospect because either of those guys could potentially be a cornerstone for the Arizona Cardinals defense for years to come. Mm-hmm. And we're afraid to see kind of plays into that. Normally, if you were picking a little bit lower, if you're maybe in that like six to seven range, you're not really sure if one of those guys is going to fall. I feel like you would be more inclined to go out and to get somebody as almost like an insurance policy, almost like, you know, if we don't get our guy, at least we have this person to go. So I think Draymond Jones would be a pretty solid ad. Uh, he's coming off of his rookie contract. He had, um, I believe the best year of his career with the Broncos before getting on IR after week 13 or 14 this year. Um, he's not going to command crazy money, but I think he will definitely see a little bump in pay. Um, so the the benefit with that is you can either add Draymond Jones and a guy like Jalen Carter, or you can add a guy like Draymond Jones and then feel comfortable taking a guy like Will Anderson um, to play the outside linebacker role in Arizona's 3-4 defense. So um, a lot of ways, a lot of wiggle room that can be had, but I, I think free agency coming before the draft allows teams like the Cardinals to maybe, um, you know, get some spots filled. You know, if they don't end up getting the guy that wants the guy that they want, excuse me, um, then it, you know what, at least they got somebody free agency. Now they're not panicking to reach somebody later in the draft. Perfect. Yeah. I was just thinking, you know, with uh, JJ Watt retiring, uh, going into the draft, I would think the Cardinals want that next Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> then You would hope so. Like- also, let's not forget Zach Allen is set to hit free agency as well. I mean, he should be a very, very big priority for the Cardinals to retain, but we're case scenario you're losing both JJ Watt and Zach Allen you're going to need somebody to get after the quarterback I'm gonna throw in this wild question my thought here was looking back at the draft um, and then going into the season I feel like this season was a very heavy rookie season a lot of rookies getting their big debut and playing all season long and some of them becoming superstars basically overnight with um, the injuries of this year, with the retirements of this year, with any other various circumstances of contracts, I'm wondering if we could see another year of football, another season of football very heavy in young players. It just feels like it could be leaning that way. And this is a very good class. No, absolutely. And I think the, the the further we kind of progress, I mean, it feels like athletes are getting bigger, faster, stronger, 
every single year. And it's getting to the point where, um, you know, maybe a couple of decades ago, rookies were going to take that year um, to kind of, you know, get themselves acclimated, you know, learn behind the veteran and then eventually take over the reins whenever they're ready. But now rookies are expected to come in immediately and produce. And I, I think you see extremely talented wide receiver classes coming through year after year and just having tremendous rookie campaigns. And you know, they, it feels like they keep one upping each other. Um, you know, it feels like for every like Jamar Chase that comes out, there's Justin Jefferson. For every Justin Jefferson that comes out, there's another top guy. You're going to see Marvin Harrison Jr. come through in the draft next year. He's probably going to be a top five pick. It, it's it's absolutely crazy. Then you look at like the other side of the ball, Amon Garner, the first team All Pro. Amon Garner, it's just absolutely crazy. He's already established himself as one of the best corners in the league. And then I think another All Pro, Patrick Sertan, has only been in the league for a couple of years too. So it's it's absolutely crazy just how great these young guys come into the league and just adjust at the snap of a finger. Yeah, I think of Pickens, I think of Aiden Hutchinson, I think of Olave. Um, I mean, even Kenny Pickett, too. Um, just having to step in and maybe not being – not all of them were superstars, but all of them were expected to fill a spot mm-hmm. um, with the exception of quarterback. That has to be incredibly difficult, and and he certainly rose to the occasion. But, wow, I mean, I can't even decide who I would want for rookie of the year, but I am happily leaning towards Aiden Hutchinson, and it could be because he answered one of my questions from the press pool. <laughs> no bias at all, right? <laughs> It was really fun, and he's very, very personable. Um, Donnie, this was so much fun. Gosh, just 24 minutes of joyous banter. Look at We could be doing this every week, sir. <laughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely true. And it's not like we're going to have a shortage of things to talk about, too, with the Cardinals, you know, probably hiring a head coach within the next couple of weeks. And then you have draft season for agency coming up and I'll be at the combine in Indianapolis. So I'd love to, you know, organize something to where I could do a live shot for you there. Oh my gosh. That would be so much fun. Don't tease me. <laughs> okay. We will talk about it. Um, wow. This was a great episode. I learned so much and I am looking forward to seeing how some of these topics resolve themselves over the next week. You continue to get better, sir. Um, Appreciate it. And if you want to ask Donnie any insider type questions, follow his writing, especially super talented writer at Donnie Druin covering the Cardinals for SI.com. And you can ask me any questions. I'll do my best to answer them. I'm just out here having fun, enjoying myself at Kelly and Phoenix. So On behalf of my production crew here at The Sick Podcast, we will see you next week. Bye. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.